I don't know if tech stack is. Yep, tech stacks, tech norms, kind of in the same boat. Uh, I guess how final decisions are made are made that specifically affect the role. Yep. Okay. I, I think there's more of a one around how do we operate on a day-to-day basis. Is that that's part of this, right? So, what do we do on a daily basis? Like, what's our because we've got the daily meetings and we got the week. Like, how how do we run departments? Hey, Jenny, is it possible for you to track these just to, to so that I can kind of stay in that facilitation of this mode? Is that possible? Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Uh, can I record this? Maybe I can record this. Yeah, you can record this yeah. if you want. So just for the recording, um, we said decision-making, innovation process, and best practices in general operations, part one. Um, how final decisions are made that specifically affect uh, this role. We talked about tech norms and tech stack. Do we want to... I think we're talking about there, right? It's how we use, inter- not like what we develop in, but how what technology we use internally to to communicate, right? Yep, yep, yep. And any nuances and, that... And there's... And qu- stability for sure, because we have candidates thinking that, uh, you know, since we haven't been a company for, I don't know, 10 plus years, there is insecurity, right? So... Yep. Yeah. And remember, when we go down to the question bank, there are some examples of like questions that you want to, that I'm going to facilitate that you ask yourself to like unpack some of these nuances. Um, so you guys want to leave off and I'll, I'll even like define some things for you guys. So you want to leave off change management. So I'm assuming and change management really is, I'm alluding to when I say that category, that's really about, you know, are there a lot of changes happening right now? If so, how do you communicate those changes? Um, when do you communicate those changes? What do you do to update, you know, so is that something that is just not, not a big factor right now? Yeah, there's not a huge amount of change management, really. Doesn't have to be uh, a big factor right now. Uh, and I think, so decision-making, I think is, if you're looking at company decision-making, yeah, that, that that's it. And then I guess department decision-making. We can yep, and how it affects the role. Okay. Um, meeting, meeting prep and meeting structure. Uh, design logistics, day to day operation of the workflow of the of the meetings, um, and so there's a couple things there in that meeting structure. Meeting structure, design logistics slash day to day operation and structure of the workflow. So that's kind of split in three. I probably should have worded that better. So one part of it is: Do you guys want to talk about anything about your meeting structure or your meeting prep? How this new hire coming into your company or any hires. Anybody coming to your company should prep for your meeting, should participate in meetings. Do you guys want to talk about that? Yes, I want to talk about it. Okay, perfect. Um, workflow. And I, I remember we talked about this before. I'll give you the definition of that. Some companies have a really strict policy on how you execute a task A to Z. Some companies are a little bit more flexible. Some companies have a little bit of a, a mix um, do you guys want to talk about workflows internally when it comes to certain projects, tasks as an org and for the specific role that will be coming in is, or department? Is that, is that something that's super important to you guys to talk about or is that not? I don't think so. Okay. That okay. Well, maybe if, when I talk about, you know, specifically, you know, the projects that um, I'm managing, because I've seen issues with that people coming from companies that they didn't have they didn't follow the same flow 
so they're causing issues to the whole team because the communication failed. So it's definitely something that I would like to bring up. Okay, make sure you drop that down because that's exactly what I'm talking about. That can, the workflow coming from another company and having a different workflow and not understanding what the workflow here is with this new company, that can cause a lot of friction. All right, part two, um, interviewing toolkit. That pretty much means I want you to give any new hire coming in the secrets of how they should prepare for an interview. Is that at all interesting to you? Is there something you can give someone that could better prepare them for the interview? Because here's the thing. We all know this, right? The, the whole structure of Beyond Brand is the following. You want every applicant coming in outside of the qualifications that they need to have. You want every applicant to, to freaking be the best, right? Like you don't want to waste your time going through 50 interviews. And so is there anything that you want to talk to anybody coming in potentially around how they should show up for an interview, what they should expect, what they can bring to the table to look better, to, to, for it to be a better experience, to be productive? Uh, is that at all interesting or important to you guys right now? I'd say yes, but then Chilp is doing most of the interviewing at the moment. Is that? Uh, yeah. Yes. See, most of the thing is like uh, we'll be asking the basic uh, general questions initially. So then we'll directly take up to them uh, for the technical questions, what we have just assigned now to understand a uh, bit about their technical uh, skills and all other things. So then probably we'll just uh, have them that online technical task or something to understand their logics or whatever it is they are working about. Uh, using the technologies, tools, and all. Yeah, but so then, a, oh gosh. Yeah. yeah. So this is all about preparing them for those interviews, right? Yep. Yeah. So pretty much up. So pretty much, you guys will be giving them inside trading secrets, so they can actually show up and be good. You don't want to waste anybody. Again, I see companies all the time. They waste their time with applicants that probably could be really good for the company, but they just weren't simply prepared. And yes, that could be the applicant's fault. But hey, if, if the company can give a few insider trading secrets, can tell someone how the interview may go, have some toolkits prepared for them, it would help. It would save everybody time. Because um, if someone's qualified, right? If someone's fully qualified based off of their resume, off their background, why not give them as much information about the interview as you can to get them ready for it, right? Um, okay, job description unpacking. As an organization, how uh, we got to this job description. I'm recommending that's a very important thing, and here's why. This is a little bit about the marketing role issues you guys were having before. Remember how we were? I was facilitating you guys talking really, really granular about what is this role actually with a job description? Like, what are the expectations? What are the details? Um, I believe that you guys should do a verbal version of a job description. So, if you have a job description for a role out there, I believe this should be a verbal version of going into little tiny rabbit holes of how you got to the job description and certain pieces of that. Is that at all important to you guys? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay. So get that one down. Um, onboarding experience. Um, is there anything you guys want to talk about there that people should know or they should just, uh, just uh, walk into it and hope for the best? No, I think it's important because many people are stressed about, you know, the fact that uh, they will be left alone and they will join the company and then that's it. They will be on their own. So we have a pretty solid, you know, onboarding process. I think we should, yeah, mention okay. it. And un un unpack it a bit. 
um, uh, how policies and procedures impact this role. That's an interesting one. It may or may not be beneficial for you guys right now, being as small you guys are. But uh, in some companies, there are certain policies that uh, that that impact certain roles. Do you guys have any that you can think of, or do you think this 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 category is important at all? No, I don't think we're okay with that. Okay. Um, crisis management plans and reactions. Um, you guys are a little bit smaller. Though we did have a global crisis <laughs> happen, so that's why um, a lot of companies are, and, and definitely Beyond Brand, we're putting that in there because that's a big deal. Um, but uh, do you want to talk about it, or do you? I, I can. Can we all agree that we hopefully will not get another crisis for a while? Yeah, I think we're we're okay for now. Okay, uh, unless unless it depends on like personal crises, right? That's another aspect of it. If you have individual issues. That's interesting. Thank you for saying that. Because that's actually also, I, I have, again, this is where, this is where I have to remember that I'm a facilitator, not a personal person in the company trying to do what I think should be right. So that's interesting. What you just said is important. There are certain crises and, and emergencies that happen in per- people's lives personally, and they probably want to know how the company is going to react to certain examples of those crises. Those crisis moments and those and those emergencies, can you do you guys want to expand on that? Yeah, we can do. I mean, uh, I think it, it's um, so. One of the guys who joined us joined us because during COVID nineteen, you know, he didn't want to go to the office and he was being forced to the office. We've got situations now where people have, you know, literally fallen off their bike and can't work, and then you know, trying to figure out what how do they deal with job security, etc. So there's stuff like that we can talk about. Okay. Um, get that one down if we can, Johnny. Um, career mapping. You guys are small, but again, I do recommend you guys put this in place, but you may not have much data or much information to talk about this. Career mapping would essentially be you guys unpacking where this role could go, how this role could grow, where this person could go within the role and within the company long term, how you guys approach career mapping. How, what what are going to you know what's the futuristic version of this company and what are going to be the opportunities that that could occur and remember in the interview the way I wrote the way I I structured the questions I want you guys to be authentic and I know you will um, I see too many companies that kind of say oh there's endless amounts of possibility like and this is actually not true so um, if it doesn't pertain don't feel pressured to to put it in there. Yeah, I think that can be mixed in with the OKRs, I guess, in this situation, right? A, a little bit, but this will probably be more about this role, particularly, like, like for instance, if you're hiring a marketing director, what would be, is that is that is that the cap for that role? Or is there somewhere else that role could grow to? And if so, what are the examples of that? And, or, and, then, and then also it's really about, like, do you guys have any policies and procedures and kind of best practices in place where you follow a step-by-step system of how you go about career mapping and support for your employees and, and, and promoting them. Again, you guys are a little bit small, so you may not have those yet. Yeah. Yeah, we can talk about it. Okay, okay. Um, OKRs that significantly affect this role, I think we all know that needs to be in there. Um, KPIs that significantly affect this role, I think we all... No, that needs to be in there. 
Um, am I speaking? Am I speaking too quickly, or you guys agree? No, no, we can. I'm good, man. Um, because that's super important, right? Going back to the the marketing initiative, right? I mean, I know you guys probably did a really decent job, but um, maybe there was ways that we could have got even more granular with those folks coming in. Um, rewards and recognitions, real life support. It's kind of similar to the the crisis management plan, so we can kind of skip over that one. And then employee departure experience. Um, some a lot of companies don't actually allude like like to talk about that. I think it's an important one. What do you guys think? Is that something that's even remotely important or not really? Well, we don't have anything formal. People tend tend to not turn up. That's our problem. Is not really them leaving is the issue. Uh, but yeah, we can we can we can. We can talk about it. There's not much to talk about, really. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's typically not a lot to talk about unless unless you're a pretty big company and you're having... Um, yeah, so that's fine. Um, all right, part three. Uh, performance management. Um, that is about what are your processes and policies and structures in place around performance management. Um, this is... And if you look at the category, it says leadership personalities, good, bad, or indifferent. So this is also about this would be this would be where we bring in the managers and be like, okay, how do you lead? How do you how do you manage performance? How do you navigate performance management issues? Like I want to if I'm an applicant coming in, I want to hear directly from my manager how they're going to handle me if I'm not performing well, what they're going to do to help me perform better. You know, what are the processes that I can expect to walk in? What are the policies I can expect to walk in when it comes to performance management? Um, Is this important to you guys? Yeah, 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 for sure. Okay. Coaching and feedback. Is that important to you guys? Kind of unpacking how you guys go about coaching, how you give feedback, how you, again, it's an extension of the performance management, how you develop folks? Yep. Okay. Situational leadership. Um, This may or may not pertain. This pretty much means, this is an important one. This is for you two guys. Are there any moments within the company's life cycle where things are super high pressure for you guys, where it could change the way that you guys lead and communicate with employees in the company? So that could mean revenues down. You're in the middle of trying to create new partnerships. You are trying to um, you're trying to make adjustments and tweaks to the company. You know, pressures high. Stresses are high. Um, I like to have founders and CEOs and heads of people tell incoming talent like, hey, if we're in a merger or if we are trying to form a new partnership or, or, or we're just not doing well as an organization revenue wise or sales wise or whatever the case is going to be, here's here's what you may experience. Like, here's how our 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 leadership and our personalities change a bit. Is that important to you guys at all? Yeah, but I'm not entirely sure we have the, all those kinds of situations. But okay, if if you don't have if you don't have the data or like the situations like to really get into the nuance, you don't have to talk about it. Yeah, we don't. Yeah, I don't think we have that at the moment. As you guys grow and get bigger, I'm sure you, you know you know the yeah. game, right? You'll you'll have them. Yeah, it'll change then. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, delegation delegation processes and expectations setting expectations. I think we all know that's a super big one. Yep. Um. How to how to have and handle difficult conversations? Uh, do you guys want to talk about that? Yep. Conflict resolution. 
You want to talk about how you guys go about that? Yeah, I think in many ways it follows in with the above, right? Mm-hmm. Fair, fair. Um, employee one-on-one design. Obviously, you know me and my background. I'm a big fan of it, but what do you guys feel about that? What do we mean exactly? Employee one-on-one. So pretty much how often will a manager have a one-on-one with a new, uh, okay. uh, with that hire? What, what will be the topics discussed? Um, how long will it be for? What what can the what what can the employee expect coming out of the one on one? Yeah, yeah, we'll have a process, so yeah, we should talk about it. Okay, autonomy versus micromanagement. This is a big one. Um, yes. Yeah, I don't need. Yeah, we all know that that game. I don't need to explain that. But this one, I guess, what I will say, this one is really alluding to um, just kind of how you guys go about it. Meaning, like, and this is really this is actually really for the role. Right. This is for the macro company, but this is really gets into like the little pocket of the role, like giving examples of areas where you guys will just say, I don't give a shit. You know, here you go. Like full autonomy. And then there's going to be parts where like, OK, we're, we're going to get a little tight here on this part. And here's why. You know what I mean? Um, part four, uh, collaboration, best practices. You want to talk about that? Yeah, so how everyone should be, yeah, yeah, yeah. How everyone should be working together, um, emotionally and tactically, right? I think, and why I brought that up is the example you had with the, with the marketing folks, the, the issues you were having. Like, that's not acceptable any longer. Folks not getting along, folks blaming each other. Collaboration, best practice, emotionally and tactically. Um, current state of, of team culture. Um, getting real about that. Right. Um, and again, that's going to be one of those authentic points. A lot of companies can BS. Um, I don't want you guys to. So I'm hoping things are well now. But if things are in a bit of an odd spot, don't be afraid to share it. You don't have, you don't have to call yourselves out and say, no, it's horrible. Oh, my gosh. We're all stressed out. You don't have to say that. But say, you know, we're going through some changes right now. And here's some of the changes that we're going through. And, 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 we, and we hope to see better days coming out on the, on, on the other side. And so um I just wanted to kind of bring that up that if you do want to talk about that, let's let's be super authentic about it. Cool. Um, leadership growth. This is about how are you guys going to help the incoming staff grow into better leaders, not only tactically within their role, but what are you guys doing with folks that are raising their hand and saying, I want to be a leader of people. Again, you guys are a little bit small, so you guys may not have those opportunities at this moment. Uh, well, yeah, I think we do. It's a bit about like how we support the employees, right? So we do have like that in there. Yeah, it's about how, they, how. So it's twofold. It's about how you support the employees, and from a leadership perspective and a growing perspective, and then it's also a flip of if this new hire coming into the organization could be a leader at some point. How would you guys go about that process? How would you help them develop into that? Hmm. Um, leadership communication norms. Um, anything you want to talk about that? So what does that mean exactly? That means how we communicate with people? How you communicate with people consistently. What are the norms there? Uh, I'll give you a couple examples. Do you guys have an internet? Probably not because you're a little bit smaller. Do you guys communicate strategy, new ideas, important information um, that, that will either A, develop someone or give someone feedback via a task in an email? 
Is it a phone call? Is it a Zoom call? Um, uh, how do you, you know, what are some, again, this is authentic here. So what are some good or bad moments where, you know, some examples of, hey, if things are, you know, if, if this happens or if things are a little bit high pressure right now, like my communication may change a bit in these examples, in these moments. Um, I may be a little bit testy, a little bit feisty. Like, and again, don't be afraid to say it. So examples like that, like your norms of how you communicate to your to your direct reports. Mm. Uh, yeah, we can do. I think yeah. it'll be pretty brief, but then, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I did one of these myself as well for like some of my team members that I'm trying to have people come in and I was very straight up. Oh, wow. What happened here? Organizations and the part for this leadership growth. Uh, do we want to keep all these things initially to know all these things and about uh, how do you say? Um, Sorry, guys. I don't know if you noticed. I, I got kicked out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Keep talking, though. Oh yeah, I was just uh, telling whether uh, will it be literal, uh, really necessary to let the new journeys uh, to know how do we handle the difficult situations or the conversations to let them know a literally about the growth initially before they joining would is important to know them the growth or the other things and all was my question. I guess what we're doing is we're splitting it up, right? So be some things will be external facing, some stuff will be internal. So we don't have to put everything that we're doing here now out. Oh, yep. Out. Some, some. Exact. That's a great point. Some of this will. A lot of this will. A lot of this is built to be internal facing. Some will be external. The best parts about this will be internal facing for folks that are coming in. Because again, if you're going to share this with someone after their first interview, pr cross my fingers before their first interview. That's a lot of internal facing information. Um, and then the last couple here, um, individual contributing best practices and norms. That is pretty much you providing a couple examples of how they can be an amazing rock star individual contributor, right? Um, I put that in there due to some struggles that I've had in the brief moments of me being an employee in my career and ways that I go about individually contributing. It's really kind of connected to the workflow stuff. Um, so again, best practices, norms, explaining pretty much in layman terms, this is exactly tangibly, um, operationally, tactically, how you can show up and be an amazing employee here. Um, this is exactly what it would look like for you to be perfect. Um, I think, I think people deserve the right to know 
what that would look like. Yep. Um, quality standards. Um, I think that's a go back to the marketing stuff. That's an interesting one. Um, unpacking what quality would look like in this in this in this dynamic. Is that is that important to you guys? Yeah, definitely. Um, how leadership promises show up day to day. Don't worry about that one unless you guys do have some set values and promises that are really important to you guys. Um, you're a bit smaller, so you may or may not have them. Is that important to you guys? Yeah, no, I think that, no. Okay. That. And then DE and I, I mean, uh, that, that may or may not be important to you guys. It's not just a culture thing. It's, um, there's a lot of like, aspects and nuances that I would love to kind of pick your guys brain on around how you guys handle diversity of thought, how you guys accept and uh, handle new ideas that are brought up. Are you guys in the current state right now to accept new ideas, to appreciate new ideas, or are you really head down right now and focused on certain initiatives internally within the company and for that role specifically? And it's really not anything that you're looking to get new coming in. Um, what are you guys doing to keep everybody feeling comfortable creating that psychological safety? So there's a lot of elements there outside of the race thing. Yeah, no, definitely. We can, uh, that's something we should definitely focus on because we do want diversity of thought, but we want people to be communicating in the right way, right? Yep, yep. Okay, so uh, got about four minutes here. Well, we got through the most important, important part. Um, now what you're going to see here in the question bank, if you want to go to the question bank, these are examples. Okay. Now what I'm going to do being the facilitator, and this is going to be some homework for you guys. So we don't have to do this right now live together. Um, in the podcast, in the actual format, I'm going to use this question bank here and I'm going to pick some off. I have another question bank that I use that you guys won't even see. But more importantly, I want you guys, the first batch of questions that I'm going to choose from are going to be some, some that you guys come, with, come up with yourself. So, right, okay. so a little homework for you guys it will be to sit back, look at all these categories we talked about. You guys heard me today. You have this recording as well. So you heard me today explain what I mean when I say these certain categories um, and uh, come up with some questions that you want to ask yourself. So that's the nuance. Get out of your own self and say, okay, what are some questions we want to ask us that will facilitate our brains, right? So, and that's why the question bank here are really good examples for you guys. So like look at general operations. There's a question that says gray areas, nuances, small details that are so pivotal. What are the few that we have realized are very vital to know uh, ASAP for this role? Uh, another one is like, how do we define territories? You know, who would this role interact with every day? Uh, who, would this, who would this role interact with every day? What would those interactions consist of? Um, Again, these are just examples to kind of get your brains moving. But think about questions that are most important and contextual to you guys, contextually and specifically, based off of the categories that we talked about. Again, 
based off of your company, based off of, don't forget about that rabbit hole, based off of the role that's coming in currently. Um, you guys think you can put those together? Yeah, we can do. I guess we can try to aim for Monday, right? As in this round. If we mm. stick them in teams. Yep. The channel. And I have questions that I will use. I will also use these. But my first, my first questions that I will go to where I will facilitate and ask the question will be the ones that you guys put together. I want you guys to be fully comfortable. So those will be the first that I go to and then I will use the questions that I have in my question bank as secondary questions to kind of pick and prod a little bit and go through little the little nuances there. How much time did we put together on Monday? Oh, well, uh, so I think we have a half hour meeting on Monday, so we'll probably do this in our normal weekly meeting. Question is, when do you want to do the podcast? Yeah, I was going to say, um, can, can we get a 90 minute block? I just want to be very safe with the time. I don't want to, on the audio itself, I don't want us to be like rushing. Yeah, so then really it's, um, to be honest, next Friday. Mind you, it depends on what time you want to wake up, right? No, it's fine. I can wake up. I mean, this is important. Um, I can wake up for you guys. Uh, so actually, next, 